probably the biggest thing is for women to find something that they love. Yeah. That they love doing because if you love doing it, you're going to stick to it. Welcome to Midlife Unraveled, the podcast that opens the door to this incredible stage of life. Together, we'll explore new opportunities that boost your confidence and extend your horizons. I'm your host, Anita Gilbert, and every week I'm joined by fascinating guests as we explore new ideas, debunk myths, and unveil opportunities for you to confidently redefine your midlife. Plus, we always manage a laugh along the way. I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm delighted today to have a conversation with Nina Turner. She is an exercise powerhouse. She has her own studio in sunny North Shore of Sydney, and she has trained clients all over the world. With over 30 years of experience, she really has seen so much. She's seen the developments in types of exercise, and she is a wonderful source of information when we talk about exercise and midlife. I hope you enjoy. Nina, welcome to Midlife Unraveled. Hi, Anita. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, Nina, you've got decades of experience in the fitness business, both here and internationally, and you see so many midlife women at your beautiful studio in North Shore of Sydney, and you really have a real good feel for what sort of exercise people are looking to do and what sort of exercise people need to do in midlife. So Nina, tell us about what sort of things you're seeing for women in their midlife in terms of their exercise. Well, I definitely think there has been a massive shift. I've been in the industry for, I'd say, 35 years now. And it's been, it's been a privilege, obviously, to get older in my career and still do what I do. I think in my early parts of my fitness career, menopause was never really talked about as it is today. And I feel that many women weren't able to speak about it. They didn't have that same that same exposure that we have today with the support and online resources and, and those conversations. And so when I was a younger instructor, there was definitely not much talk about menopause at all. And it would often probably be the silent elephant in the room, so to speak. Yes, that, yes. You know, nobody was really speaking about it. And you would see, yeah. you know, women suddenly coming in looking very different, you know, and... And that was quite interesting, but it was never, ever spoken about. And I think what's happened in the past few years, definitely, is that that it's changed because people are able to discuss it now. Absolutely. And they're starting to embrace this time in their lives with, with a lot more of a holistic approach. That's so, so true. Definitely, which is... I feel like people are also seeking out solutions as opposed to something I think I feel like in the past it was always something that happens and we keep it very low-key and we don't talk about it we don't tell anybody about it it's just keep it to ourselves and try not to show it to anybody else and now women are, are finding their voice and actually finding that there are menopause symptoms that can be handled with different treatments they're much more comfortable in speaking about it and finding ways in which we can be more visible and more and and generally stronger in ourselves at this mm, time of life. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. And how is that showing up through the women you see in your studio in terms of the exercise that they're looking to do? Well, what's quite interesting about about exercise now is, is that I feel because there's this holistic approach to exercise, you have a lot more so for example in our studio 
we have a variety of exercises. So we don't just focus on one thing. And I think that's quite important as well. You know, with this holistic approach, I feel like women are looking more for, you know, there's flexibility training, there's functional training about Mm. balance, there's more mindfulness with yoga and Pilates and meditation. Obviously, there's that strength component to training where resistance training becomes so more important. And there's that cardiovascular element as well. And I think, I suppose, probably the biggest thing is for women to find something that they love. Yeah, yeah. That they love doing because if you love doing it, you're going to stick to it. It's no point saying to somebody, you know, you need to get out there and you need to get cardiovascular fitness. If people don't like to run, there's no ways they're going to go out there and do that, you know, but they might really love walking or they might really enjoy non weight bearing exercise like cycling or swimming. And I think when you find something you love, you're more likely to to stick to it. And then that obviously has a knock-on effect with everything else we do. That is so true. And I see that so much in the studio that I've got in Sydney as well. And it's also what I've been saying to people, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what I like. And Mm -hmm. I like to ask them like, what did you enjoy doing in your teens and 20s? What what did you love doing? And some of them are like, oh, I love doing dance. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. you can do a dance Dance. class or go and do a bar class. Um, We've got so many women that love bar classes because it has that touch point with their dancing that they did 30, 40 years ago. And it's It's got that, it's that, yeah, it's joyful to do something that you used to love doing. Like Mm -hmm. I've recently started playing tennis again. And it's so full of women fun. like me who haven't picked up a racket in 20 years. And now Absolutely. it's a, that stage so of life fun. where we have a little bit more time. The kids are a little bit older and we can actually take that time for ourselves and actually really nurture ourselves. And And the effects being not just physical, but mental as well. I feel like people are so much more knowledgeable in terms of the exercise component in their all over, all over health, not just their physical health, but their mental health as well. Absolutely. And I think also what's happening is people start to really see the benefits of exercise, you yeah. know, that, that endorphin release that, mm. you know, I'll often say to members, they'll come into the studio and you never know what's been going on in, in someone's day before they walk through that door. And, That's very true. you know, there could be so much going on in the background and, 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 you know, they come and do a class and you can see immediately their mood has been lifted. They feel different. And mm. the fact that they've come and done something for themselves is yeah. so empowering. Yeah. You know, it's that 45 minutes or an hour, whatever they do just for them. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. You know, going back to what you were saying about, I think this time in our lives, you know, there's that, there's that lonely element of, am I doing this all by myself, this mm-hmm. menopause phase? And that's why it's so lovely to speak to other women who, who go, yes, that's me too. You know, yeah. I get anxious yeah. or I feel a bit blue. And, you know, I think, just knowing that you you can come and be around like-minded people that are going through those same things as you and 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 just doing stuff that you just really enjoy doing. You know? Exactly. I feel like you can't underestimate the connection and, and women being together and exercising together. So doing something mm-hmm. that you love doing together makes it so much more fun. It also so makes, much more fun. means you so much more committed to doing it because it's like, Hey, it's not only it's not only an exercise thing. I'm not only doing this because it's good for my body and my mind, mm. but I'm going to see my friend. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm going to have you a chat with friendships. women. I may, may I may only see them once a week at at yoga class, but Absolutely. but you know, it's it's a beautiful way to connect. And I feel that we need to do that, especially at this time of life, because 
there are a lot of changes going on and I feel like it can be a very lonely time as mm. well for a lot of women. So to actually have that peace that they can step into, that class, that familiarity, being around like-minded people really does may have an impact. A hundred percent. I think you're so right. There's definitely that element of just feeling like you're not alone. Yeah, and, and exactly. I, and I say, you know, sometimes, you know, if we were to to say how many times do you feel like training every week, often the answer is not many times. And if you were left yeah. to your own devices and you just went to a gym on your own, you probably wouldn't go. But when you yeah. know you're coming to a group class where you have your friends that you've made or like-minded yeah. people or you love the choreography or the music or the vibe of that certain yeah. class, it makes all the difference. You know, exactly, exactly. Your, your, your mental health, your stress, your well-being, you know. I feel like when you exercise also, I know that personally with me that it brings everything else into balance. I feel mm-hmm. like when I exercise regularly, and I'm saying daily, I, and, and I'll get on to that, but exercising regularly, I feel like I eat better. I'm more inclined to make better food choices. I'm physically as well as mentally tired at the end of the day, so I find mm-hmm. I sleep better And just those three things, eating better, sleeping better, and feeling better in myself after exercising makes a massive, massive impact. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, it's not just how you feel, but it's how you, your moods are, how you are around other people. Are you grumbly? Are you, Mm -hmm. are you actually a, a fairly positive, chirpy person? You know, I think all these sort of things have such an impact for us that we don't, that we don't necessarily see straight away. But what's your view on like regularity of exercise, how much do you think people should be doing? You know, that's a great question. I think, you know, again, in my studio, because we have such a variety of classes, our members are most, most of them are training at least five to six times a week, but mm. their training is so varied. So for example, yeah. they might do a reformer class, they might do a total body conditioning class, they'll do a bar class. I think with training, I'd say the secret to training is you've got to mix it up. And it's not necessarily important as to how many times you're training. It's more important as to maybe what you're training and the quality of what you're training. So for example, you know, you might walk once a week, you might go for a swim, you might go to the studio and do a reformer class. And then, you know, you might do a spinning class or I think the secret is definitely, you know, I I think it's more about not how many times you train but Mm. if you really love it you'll stick to it because if you stick to it you know again that knock-on effect is what you were saying about you eat better you sleep better Mm. you do things better again if you stick to something and you love it you're more inclined to have that consistency in your training exactly exactly so the consistency is the key really consistency is huge yeah and I think the other thing to remember as well with with training and exercise Mm. and what we're going through is there are going to be days that you don't feel like it, and that's okay. We don't need to beat ourselves up. You know, if you don't want exactly. to come, you don't come. But even if you do turn up, I often say to members, how often are you here today and you don't really feel like being here? And I mm. put my hand up sometimes as well and say, you know, I don't really feel like it today, but I know that when I finish this, this workout with you all, I'm going to feel 100% better, you yeah. know, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm going to be so glad I, I turned up. And even if you just say, you know, today I'm not going to think about maybe going harder in my workout or going a little bit deeper with, with what I'm doing. I'm just here to enjoy the music or I'm here yeah, because yeah. I've just turned up, you know. Yeah. And I think those are all such powerful indicators. And, 
and maybe at this time in our lives to just be a little bit kinder to ourselves. I feel like there's a big piece of listening to your body and being aware of where you're at as well. Because we all know sometimes we just, we're just tired, we're out of sorts, we've had mm. a really tough day and we just don't have the energy. Whereas maybe the same time last week or you know the, the day before, you were full of energy, you were buzzing, you couldn't wait to get going. Definitely. I feel like we really need to be a lot more in tune to how, how we're feeling at the time because pushing ourselves when we really don't feel like it is in my mind, just going to lead to injury and you're just going to hate it. So absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) There's a a difference between giving yourself a bit of a gentle nudge and actually really pushing yourself, you know, into doing something that it's just not right for that day. So I feel like that's where, that's where the variety and that's where things like yoga play a big part that, you know, if if you just don't feel like going, you know, going to the gym or, or going out for that run or whatever you normally do, just to do a few stretches. Just, 100%. just to do five minutes of stretches, but I feel like it's important to do something every day. Like just even if, if all it is, is five minutes of stretching, fantastic. But Definitely. I feel like just to, to honor your own body and to really nurture yourself in some way, but nurture yourself in a way that works for you. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, crushing it. <laughs> crushing it at gym at five, six times a week. Definitely. And I think also back to your point about that is, you know, even like using my membership again as an example of training five yeah. to six times a week, it's so varied and it's so, yeah. it's, you've got to keep training exciting. It's got to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You've got to, and, and again, going back to what we said before, it's got to be something you enjoy doing. Otherwise yes. you won't come, you won't enjoy it. And again, I think, because we're so much more educated now in this holistic approach to training, like you say, you know, take a day where you just meditate or you do yoga yeah. or you do something, something nourishing for your body. That's so exactly. important. That's you know, a great word, nourishing. I love it. Nourishing. It's beautiful. You know, just, <laughs> we all just, just that nourish our bodies out a little bit more, definitely, don't we? You know, and yeah. just feeling that I think because there has been this misconception in the past with training, you know, go hard or go home. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so not about that anymore. You no, know, it really, really not. isn't. It, you know, we use words like refresh and restore now and, mm. and, you know, rebuild. And it's, and it's, it's that kind of nurturing yeah. conversation and, and dialogue and description that we so much more about now, because I think, again, you just, you know, that old school, of just feeling like you're punishing your bodies. That's not what yeah. it's about. You yeah. Know? Not and I hate all. that. I hate that idea that, oh, I had a, I had a chocolate bar at lunchtime, so I've got to go and work it off. And it's like, no, please don't no, say that. not at all. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, don't, get so even, right. don't even get me started on bikini bodies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, we far from all of that stuff now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's so true. We've come a long way and it's, and it's been exciting to see that shift as well. And that change in the industry over the years, Yeah, because yeah. definitely when I started out, it was a hundred percent go hard or go home. You know? Absolutely. And it was yeah. very much about the aesthetic and people made lots of references to how, how you looked, you know, exactly. whether you'd lost weight and, and if you'd lost weight, that was, that was a good thing. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't talk like that anymore, you know, no, and no. thank goodness. It's, I know, it's, exactly. We're exactly. in a really wonderful, powerful time, I think, in these years of how we, we now view our bodies and, you know, overall health and well-being. Yeah. 
And I, I'm, I find it really refreshing that so many women now are doing weights and knowing that they need to do resistance training. I remember years ago, it weights were shunned. It was a case of, you know, if you do weights, you're oh my God, you're going to bulk big. up. You're going to look Absolutely. like a, a weightlifter. There was no doing a little bit. It was no toning up with weights. It, it was all or nothing. If you did weights, that's the look you were going for. And when all we saw in the press was stick skinny models. Absolutely. <laughs> it, was, absolutely. it was very cardio training but... is the best. It, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in fact, now they're saying, you know, I mean, resistance training over cardio any day, you know, yeah. with um, yeah. the results you see. And, you know, we'll, I'll say to my members, you know, how wonderful is it to feel strong, you know, when we do exactly. a total body body conditioning class you know they're using three to four kg weights in a workout and that's great it's like yeah d- don't you feel strong don't you feel exactly you know, it's, it's it's such a, an empowering feeling you yeah, know to know that's that, so true. that resistance and that's so wonderful for your, your bone mass your muscle you know your yeah. muscles for everything yeah you know? I feel like midlife women are now really focused on the fact that we do need to do that resistance training and we do need that weight-bearing exercise with osteoporosis, Mm. with just the fact that we are now recognizing how much muscle we do lose each year. And I think women are so, so aware of that, that actually if we want to, you know, we want to be strong in the years to come and we do want to actually maintain that range of motion we have in our joints. We want to maintain that strength. And we want to live healthy for the, you know, for the coming years that we do actually need to do those things and what a huge benefit it is for us. So with the resistance and weight training, how often and how much do you think women need to do for midlife? I think maybe two times a week, two or three times. I think it's important to have a break in between that session. And again, in the studio, for example, I might do not I might do, I do do a total body conditioning on a Wednesday and then I'll do a total body conditioning on a Friday. And you see those same members coming Wednesday and Friday for that benefit. And what's, what's wonderful about that is you can build on routines. You can build on, you can say, okay, you know, we've done, you know, we we specifically worked on upper body on Wednesday and today we're going to work on lower body with the resistance as well. And then we're going to put it all together. And I think, it's good to have that break in between because on that day in between, you might do something else. You know, yeah. you might then do yoga or Pilates or yeah. a reformer workout, or you might go for a walk. I think exactly. again, with resistance, you obviously want to be careful because you don't want to get injured either, you know, so you have to make sure that you're not just, it's not that repetitive work all the time that you, mm. you allow your body that day of rest in between to let your muscles grow and change. And obviously get rid of any lactic acid buildup as well. I think that's important. So what do you recommend? Is it better to use light weights or is it better to use heavy weights? What kind of effect can we have from from using those two things? It's a good question. I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Like say, for example, you were going to the gym Mm -hmm. and you were going to do a workout in the gym. You would say between 12 to 15 reps and that would be moderate to quite heavy weights. I mean, obviously we, we're trying to tone and shape up. We want to build muscle, but you know, again, you don't want to go too heavy either in a group situation. It's very different because Mm. you're in a, in a class situation, you've, you've got probably, I'd say maybe between 10 in a boutique studio, 10 to 12 to 14, you know, people in a studio at a time. And so, the classes are very different. It's more about high repetition, but 
with good form and technique. So you're not yeah. you're not moving too quickly, you, you and you're mixing it up. You know, so yeah. you're doing a total body workout. So you'd be you're doing all your upper body, you know, your chest, your back, your biceps, your triceps, shoulders with functional movement and maybe balance in between all of that. And then yeah. you'd be doing all your big muscle groups and then your intrinsic muscle groups. So I think it's it's just it's again about not repetitive stress. It's about doing enough. So you I would take my members just to the edge and then pull them back again. Yeah, and then I just yeah, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I'm crazy passionate about choreography and and know, I've got two left and exercise. <laughs> so I do love and and you know my playlist. So I think yeah. you know it is just again, it's just about mixing it up. It's about you know again, I'll have members that I'll say you go lighter because they might mm. be looking after you know they might have had injuries or they might yeah. not be strong. And so so it's it's basically you do you. You know, it, not everybody is the same. And I think yeah. you can say, look, these are your guidelines. You can, you know, we might use three kgs in a total body conditioning class. In bar, we might only use a kg or maybe two max, but then you'd be doing short range movements as opposed to long lever. I think it depends on what you're trying to yeah. do. You know, reformer, we might go something very different as well. And I think it's just about you want to always make sure technique and form is really good. And mm. if you can't maintain that technique and form on the way to using, you've got to drop it, you know, yeah. and then build up to that. And then, you know, there might be members in our studio that, that are injured at the time. And I might say, okay, mm. you're not going to do this. You're going to do this instead. So you yeah. have modifications. Yeah. And I think it's important that, that women feel included. They feel yeah. visible. They feel seen no matter where they are, whatever age and stage, you know, that they can train no matter what. That's and so that's true. really important. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. And I feel like it's great. There's so many places that women our age feel comfortable exercising. I know a lot of women don't feel comfortable going to the gym and this has been a story for, you know, for many years. And even, you know, younger women who are not comfortable and never been comfortable in that environment, I feel like there are so many options now. There are smaller studios like you and I have Absolutely. got. There are, you know, there are sort of council run fitness centers there are outdoor classes mm -hmm. there's an option for everybody so I feel like it's sort of trying it may be a case of trying many different things to find the thing that really resonates with you 100% you got to find what you love and yeah. when you find what you love you'll stick, stick to it, it. you'll stick <laughs> exactly. to it always but one know? thing I do love to tell people though is if when you're trying something new do it twice I've heard from so many people that, oh, no, I don't like yoga. I did a yoga class 20 years ago and I didn't like it, so I don't like yoga. They've <laughs> got this idea in their head and I'm like, you could have, it, it could have been that you just didn't like the instructor. The of, it could have been, it wasn't a good instructor. It could have been you were rushing from work and you rushed it at the last minute. You really didn't feel you knew what you were doing. And that's the thing I feel like with anything you try for the first time, the first time you do it, you feel a bit awkward. You don't really know what's going on. You're not getting the benefits because you don't really know what you're doing. You're too busy feeling uncomfortable in that environment. In doing those movements might be completely new. Like you mentioned with choreography, if you're someone like me, that would be a real big stumbling block. <laughs> but then, you know, to do that class again or to do another yoga class or, or whatever it happens to be and give yourself a chance to enjoy it. Give yourself a chance to actually feel more comfortable in the environment, to feel more comfortable with the movements. So you actually have a bit more of a sense of the structure of the class as well. I find that's a big part of it. And then make a decision. <laughs> I think that's huge. And again, you know, you're so right, because 
there's so many different types of 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 exercise, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, even from you think about yoga, you know, you've got vinyasa, you've got hatha, you've got, you know, exactly. There's so there's just Bikram. You've got so many different types, and yeah. and reform is the same. You've got athletic reformer. You've got more of a reformer stretch. And I yeah. think in the beginning as well, and and I think this also comes down to you and I, Anita, as as studio owners. You know, when someone walks into your studio for the first time, what's their first impression? And we yeah. always say you you never have a second chance to make a first impression exactly. because when someone exactly. walks through that door, you know, when you greet them to to how they're going to feel. And, and, and it's so much part of our job to make yeah. sure that, that women aren't intimidated when they walk into yeah, a place. And, exactly. and, and before there would have been that intimidation, you know, you just have to look at, at Instagram these days and see, you know, these studios where, where, you know, people are taking selfies of themselves in the bathrooms yeah. and, you know, it's, yeah. it's hugely intimidating. And I think yeah. you want to come to a place where there isn't that stigma. There isn't that feeling yeah. of, you know, what happens if I, if I don't understand, you know, the yeah, choreography exactly. or, and, and you just have to make people feel that nothing is a big deal, you know, that exactly. they will find something they love. And, and you are absolutely right. You've got to give different classes a try again. You know, I know for sure I'm never running 10 kilometers <laughs> I am with you again in my life. You know, I've, I've run in my past and you know, I finished with a bridge run. Or was it last year? I ran for Blackmores, and look, it was it was amazing. It was in Sydney. Yeah. It was incredible. What a, what a thing! But I knew I'm never running again. You know, give me walking. <laughs> you hung up your running shoes forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so I think there also is a time in your life when you say, you mm. know what, this this works for me, or this doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, but so you true. do have to find something you love. Mm. And and it is a case of being adaptable too. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, like you said, you used to run and, and running is, I think, a key thing. A lot of people used to run and now they're like, well, I can't run. I've got a bad knee and I, I can't do that anymore. It's like, I don't know what to do, but there is so much exercise you can do that is low impact that's not going to impact those joints. And I feel like in, in midlife too, we really need to be mindful mm. that we are looking for things that are building and protecting our joints and muscles, not giving them extra wear and tear. So we're trying to do things and get a positive outcome, not causing more damage or more more strain, really. Strain hundred percent. And I think also with those things as well, you you know, you think about going for a walk. I mean it's 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 amazing, you know, and especially yeah. living where we live in. I mean you couldn't get a more beautiful backdrop with with nature and and how good that makes you feel and all the yeah. the wonderful walks they do yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just so many beautiful places to walk and be and that in yeah. itself you feel so good you know and i think yeah. you want to just make sure that you you're not putting stress on those joints anymore and, and you know if you feel good when you've done yeah. something you know yeah. intrinsically you will say oh I, this really resonated with me yeah. i really yeah. love this you know, and like you said, there's so many ways to get a little card, a bit of cardiovascular mm. fitness. You know, it doesn't have to be a run. You can go spinning. You can you can yeah. get in the in the pool. You can swim. You can do a little bit of maybe hit work where it's yeah. not that intense. You know that if you're doing something that is high intensity, it's only for a minute, or it's you know, yeah. and and you can there, there, there's definitely ways that you can you can find things that just sit with you better. Yeah. 
And I feel like there's little ways we can also incorporate exercise into our day. I love that. I love the small habits mentality of of perhaps you indoctrinate yourself with small things that you do. You may be waiting for the kettle to boil, staying in the kitchen, doing a few press ups against the kitchen bench, or a couple of squats as you brush your teeth, or balancing as you brush your teeth. That sort of thing. I feel like we can integrate those little things into our day, and those accumulate. So. When you look at, okay, fine, I, I did five squats while I was doing my teeth. At the end of the week, you've got 35 squats. That's actually pretty good. That's fantastic. You <laughs> and it right. all adds up. It does all add up. Little things like, you know, parking your car a couple of streets away just to walk, you know, to the yeah. supermarket or, you know, again, you take the stairs instead of the lift or, and you're right, it's little, it's, it's those yeah. habits that you create daily. It's the small yeah. habits. It's incidental exercise, they call it. Absolutely. And I feel like there's a lot to be said and we just, it just means that we move more during the day, that we're actually that little bit more active, which is not just, we're not necessarily working on our cardiovascular fitness or, or anything like that, but it just makes us healthier. The more we move our, our joints, the more we move our bodies, the, the better off we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I wear a Fitbit and I only got one a couple of years ago because I put my members yeah. on a challenge and, you know, we were going to do so many <laughs> thousand steps a day. But, you know, this yeah. has been the greatest thing I've ever had. And I don't even look at it in yeah. terms of, you know, today I've definitely got to hit 10,000 steps because incidentally on my travels, you know, from A to B and walking yeah. into supermarkets and shopping and, you know, back and forth to the studio. It's amazing how you clock up, you know, those yeah. steps and, you know, there you've just done it. You know, it's not like yeah. I've had to say to myself, okay, now I've got to go and walk 10,000 steps. I've got to get myself on a walk, you know, because we're busy. We've all got things going on in our lives. And back to you just going, those small little things add up all yeah. day long, you know? I was. I did find it rather depressing when my when my watch gave me a more. Ex, I got about three times as much exercise doing two hours of housework than I did two hours of playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really puffed in tennis, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this." Well, <laughs> this I think wrong. I can relate. I can relate to that because my family says when I play tennis, Anita, I just dance on the court. I skip the dance, and I'm very animated. So it's great. I think all that exercise all that you're getting. Exercise, you think surely I should be getting much more than this. But the fun factor on tennis compared to hoovering at home is way more. I know, absolutely. I was hoping you would give me the other readout exactly. so I could, I could, you know, do more tennis. Absolutely. But, uh, well, I recently uh, got a little bit of tennis elbow, nothing to do with tennis, of course. I yeah. think it was hoovering and hanging up washing at home and so you need to start get, delegating those jobs that's it. that's it another thing we were talking about the walking I was just going to mention how nice it is when you arrange to catch up with a friend and go for a walk and do like I mean Sydney itself is full of little bush walks everywhere and to actually do a little walk whether it's you know down a leafy street or mm. somewhere in nature is really really lovely and, and treating that as a really nice way to connect with a friend is great rather than sort of going for lunch it's lovely to go for a walk and then grab a coffee together and that it's, endorphin I've, release again you know yeah. you feel so good you feel like you've sort of killed two birds with one stone because yeah. you had that lovely catch-up but you haven't just sat at a coffee yeah. shop, you know, you've, you've done something before. And I think that's really, it's, it's really lovely. Yeah. I think it's actually a really good way to connect with particularly, I'd say teenagers as well, is to go for a walk, mm -hmm. have a chat when you walk. I feel like some of the pressure out of, if it's a bit of an awkward conversation, we know, all know what teenagers can be like. 
if it's a bit of an awkward conversation, you're not sitting there looking at each other, you're walking, you've got a bit of distraction around you, you're talking. And they do say that because you're you're exercising, you know, really builds that creativity in your mind as well. So you're actually, you know, maybe coming up with some good solutions for problems or or whatever it may be, but just finding that connection. And it may be just, you know, a, a nice way to connect with your kids that, you know, we'll take the dog for a walk together every evening. And it may just be that half an hour that you actually spend and, you know, open those channels of communication. I feel like that can be, it can be so important that um, we can use exercise to really build that connection with so many different people. Absolutely. It's a game changer for sure. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Nina. It has been Mm. such a pleasure chatting to you and really hearing about your, your experience and your recommendations for, for so many women in midlife who really value everything that you said today so thank you so much Anita thank you so much for having me and I think our takeaway from this is you know find something you love find find a place you love you know in terms of you know whether whether it is in a boutique studio or a gym or or outdoors or you know find something you love and and if you love it you'll stick to it and just the small habits every single day you know, and and do and some just, weight bearing exercise too. <laughs> absolutely, and lots of balance. We do lots of balance, yes. which I think is so important. You know, like yeah. when you get on that bus, test we didn't yourself. even talk about balance. That's I know a huge we didn't. Thing. It's huge. Balance is huge. <laughs> and I always say you get better and better and better at balance. You do. You know? That is it's one thing practice. that it's just I've read that will definitely improve if you and work really on your balance. Does. It will definitely improve, and yeah, setting ourselves up for a very, very safe and healthy future. Very exciting when we're going to look for those silver linings. In, Absolutely, um, every in, single day. <laughs> definitely, and just embrace that next chapter for sure. Exactly. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share and subscribe so you can stay updated with more from Midlife Unraveled. To see more Midlife Unraveled, follow us at midlifeunraveled.com or at Midlife Unraveled on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you soon.